0: I just had no idea what I was going to do. I didn't know how I would move forward. I felt lost. I was confused. And in my grieving process, I just cried out to God, as you can imagine, for help.
1: You're listening to the Redefining Wealth Podcast with Patrice Washington. In today's episode, I sit down with transformational speaker and bestselling author, Anita Morris. She says everyone's going to have to ask themselves at some point are you ready? Hey there, this is Patrice Washington from patricewashington.com where we chase purpose, not money. Welcome back to another episode of Redefining Wealth. I hope you have enjoyed our series highlighting so many of our phenomenal clients from Purpose to Platform. Today is no different because the amazing, the incomparable Anita Morris is also an alumni from the Purpose to Platform program. Which, before I dive in, this episode is brought to you by Purpose to Platform. The doors are now open. Listen, if you're looking for a safe space, a container to truly, truly dive into what you uniquely were called to do, and you want to bring it forth in the marketplace with integrity and authenticity, then this 12 week business incubator is for you. I'm telling you, it will not only change your business, but your life. If you know, that you are just ready, are you ready to go to the next level in what you've been called to do, then I really want to invite you to check us out. It's a beautiful international community that I just absolutely adore providing straightforward content and just real community and resources and coaching all the stuff I wish I had when I was first starting out and rebuilding my life and career. So, come on over to Purpose2Platform.com. That's Purpose, the number two, platform.com. Now listen, if you're brand new to redefining wealth and you're like, why are they talking so much about purpose? Why is she so about purpose? Well, this is... An unconventional personal finance show because we only talk about money here and there. The truth is, I talk about all the things in life that impact your finances. This community believes that wealth is so much more than just money and material possessions. We believe in the original 12th century definition of wealth, which is the condition of well-being. And to be well, I believe that you need to be in purpose. I believe the number one reason that folks mismanage their finances is because they're trying to work through the unfulfillment they have in their lives and what they do day in and day out. And so I'm all about purpose, but I also believe in what I call the six pillars of wealth. And if you've never heard of them and you want to dig into the six pillars of wealth and see how it could possibly change your life, I want to invite you to head to patricewashington.com forward slash start here it's patricewashington.com forward slash start here and it'll give you the rundown on how you can begin to live a life of more purpose and find fulfillment and earn more without chasing money now before i get into this interview let me give you a brief bio about anita morris Anita is a transformational speaker who encourages and equips women to step into purpose in the midst and aftermath of their personal trials. She's the author of the best-selling book, Step Into It, Overcoming Trials That Lead to Purpose. Anita is also the creator and CEO of Anita by Design, a popular DIY fashion brand where she inspires and teaches women all over the world to sew their own garments. And I'm telling you. Her stuff looks really good. As Anita went through a grueling process of rebuilding her life after a storm, she was awakened to a powerful truth, and that is the trials of life have the power to usher you into the purpose for which you were created. Without further ado, here's my conversation with my student and alumni of Purpose to Platform and Command the Stage. Here is Anita Morris. Welcome to the Redefining Wealth podcast, Anita. Hi, Patrice. Oh my gosh.
0: (laughs) I am so excited. Thank you for inviting me, Patrice. This is such an honor. You have no idea. When I received the email that you were inviting me to be your guest, I, I, well, first I screamed. I mean, literally, (laughs) I screamed because I couldn't believe it. I've been listening to you for I think it's probably it's been over 2 years, maybe close to 3 years now, and I've heard all of these amazing women. Well, first of all, I am just blown away and so encouraged by you and what you have built and how you share your testimony and how you help other women. But when I hear you interview all of these amazing women, I used to think, "Wow." That is incredible. And I never imagined that one day I would be here. Never imagined I would be invited to be a guest on the Redefining Wealth podcast. So thank you so much. My heart is just
1: grateful. Thank you. Oh my gosh. I'm so excited too, Anita. So I didn't know you had been listening to me that long, two, three years. Do you remember how you found me originally? I do not. I, I I remember I
0: had started watching or listening to podcasts. I was new to podcasts about three years ago. I didn't, I hadn't listened to them before. And I, I don't remember exactly how, but I just remember the first time I listened to an episode, I was just blown away. And I was like, oh my gosh, I have to keep listening to this woman and see what it is that she is sharing. Because I, at that time, I was starting to heal from, you know, tragedy in my life. And I knew God was calling me to something bigger. So when I heard you share your story and then started listening to all of these women, I was like, this is, this is it. This is a place where God has sent me to move forward.
1: Wow. Oh my gosh. Well, I'm so grateful. However you found me, I'm so grateful that you're here. So you already kind of mentioned tragedy piece. So what was happening around that time where you just, you know, listening to a podcast like this was so supportive. What was going on in your life?
0: Yeah. At that time, Patrice, my husband of 22 years had just passed away. And I... I just had no idea what I was going to do. I didn't know how I would move forward. I felt lost. I was confused. And in my grieving process, I just cried out to God, as you can imagine, for help. I I was just broken. And I was asking God, Lord, I don't know what you want me to do now, but I know that you have purpose in all of this. And I know, God, that You don't allow anything, anything into my life without purpose. You're an intentional God. So I'm trusting you. I'm leaning on you to show me what it is that you want me to do in the aftermath of all of this. So I started just allowing myself to go through the grief process You know, I had to sit in that and just allow it to happen, Patrice. And then I started hearing these words, and they were the same words that I was hearing when I was caring for my husband. He was diagnosed with brain cancer, and I became his caregiver. So I was hearing these words, and after his death, I started hearing them again. And the first word I heard was stand. And I thought thought that meant, meant I needed to be strong. And so I was like, oh, okay, I know how to be strong, but that wasn't it. It meant that I needed to stand in my faith and allow everything that was already planted inside of my heart to help carry me through this process, through the grieving process and recovering. Then the next word I heard was Trust. And I thought, oh yeah, I know how to trust God. I trust him, but it was different this time. It meant that I needed to remember that God is sovereign. And like I said earlier, he doesn't allow anything into my life without his permission. And if he allows it, then it has purpose. So I stood, I trusted. And then the next word I heard was endure with grace. Now it's one thing to endure, but to endure with grace What does that mean and what does it look like? Well, what it meant was that I needed to allow myself to be present, like I said, in this process of grieving, not fighting, not trying to run away, not hiding, allowing myself to embrace everything that comes with the grief process, the crying, the screaming, the pounding on things when I was just so broken that I didn't even know how to think straight. So I did. Patrice, I endured it. I allowed myself to go through it. And then the last word I heard was proceed. And what that meant is that I needed to continue on the path that God had ordained specifically for me since before I was born, or before I was born, using everything that I had learned from these different trials that I had experienced in my life to help usher me into the purpose for which He created me for this season. So that's what I did. I, I stood in my faith. I trusted the sovereignty of God. I endured it with grace and I proceeded and I still am. I'm still on the journey, stepping into this purpose.
1: So I'm hearing you say that with such clarity, right. And such like I did this, I did this, I did this, I did this. But in those moments, did you realize what was happening? Or is it more like looking back, you can go, wow, that, okay, I see how those things all come together. It was definitely,
0: in the moment, I didn't realize what was happening. So it's definitely looking back. I heard the words, but I didn't know that the words were working together to usher me into this purpose. So I just obeyed what I heard in my spirit. And now when I look back, I see, oh, okay, God was using all of that to bring me to this point.
2: I
1: love it. And so I know that your book you published, uh, it was, so you were working with a book coach too, and you had, you had a lot of things going on. So let me ask you this. You had been listening to me for a couple years. So what made you say, now is my time to join Purpose to Platform? And what did you think you came to do?
0: Well, okay. So you mentioned the book coach. I That was my first time ever working with a book coach. When I decided, when I said yes to God, because that was definitely a God assignment to write the book. When I said yes to that assignment, I told God, I said, I'm going to need help because I don't know anything about writing a book. And I told him, God, you're going to have to send me someone who can guide me through this process. And he did. So I found a book coach. He walked me through the process of writing the book. And it it was just it was like a therapy session the entire time going through that process. So he helped me. He was my first coach. And then going through the process of writing that book, Patrice opened up. So much for me, I thought I would just be writing words to put my story out there, but it went so much deeper. God took me back to some past dark moments in my life, Patrice, because I you know, you go through life and you have experiences, you have these trials and you think you're over it. You're fine. You move on with life and time know, is past. Yeah. Time is <laughs> it's, it's, it's the past. But then something else happens and it takes you back to those past hurts. So that's what happened when I was writing this book and God kept pressing on my heart, pressing on my heart to include these other dark moments in my life. And I was like, "Well, wh- why would I do that? What does that have to do mm-hmm, with mm-hmm. this what I'm sharing here?" But it would not it wouldn't go away. And I fought God on that. And eventually I said, "Okay, because you know <laughs> if he's telling me to do it, I need to obey." And I did, so I included those dark moments and then it started to nourish my heart and help me to further heal. And what happened is as I'm learning through the process of writing this book, I saw the value of having a coach to help me to do something that I thought was bigger than me, greater than me. So after writing the book, I ran. Now, let me tell you, I've been listening to you for all of this time, but not consistently, not every week. It's mm-hmm. like off and on, off and on. I happened to be on Instagram one day and you popped up. You were having the challenge for purpose to mm-hmm. platform, mm-hmm. and it was on day five when it popped up. And after I listened to you on Instagram, I was like, whoa, let me go check this out. So I went over to Facebook and saw all of the things going on. And I was like, what have I been missing? (laughs) (laughs) So I was just amazed and blown away and so encouraged because at that point, I felt God nudging me and telling me that the book isn't the end. Mm-hmm. There's going to be more. I'm taking you further. There's something else. I'm going to use you, daughter, because they, I have other daughters out there who need you. They need to hear your story. They need to see the process that you've gone through. I'm going to use you. So I was hearing that in my spirit. So when I heard the challenge and all of the women sharing their stories, I was like, okay, well, we'll backtrack. When I heard him telling me that he was going to use me and that there was more, I was like, once again, God, I'm going to need help because I I can't do this on my own. So when I'm listening to The Challenge and hearing all of these women, I'm like, oh, my gosh, this is it. God has had Patrice in my face all this time. You know, I'm praying who, what. And there you've been here all, all along. So I listen to the challenge. And the same day I went in and I registered and I was, I I registered with my fingers trembling. (laughs) (laughs) Really? I I filled out the information and I hovered over the send button, just trembling. I was so afraid, but I was like, God, I know this is you. The timing is too, it's too perfect. So I pressed the button and I joined because I knew that I needed help. What were you afraid of, Anita? I, I don't know. I think, (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) I think it was something new. And one of the things, Patrice, I think, is feeling like, you know, in the past, I felt like I'm not the one. Like, I don't, I don't fit in. Like, everybody else is amazing, you know, but am I that person? You know, am, am I the one to be in this space? So I think that was part of it, the limiting belief that I don't belong.
1: I have a confession to make. My relationship with looking good is so complicated. I don't know if you're anything like me, but I like high quality clothes. I just don't like going shopping and I definitely don't always wanna pay high quality prices if you know what I'm saying. Plus, I don't always wanna wear the same stuff over and over again. So I was super excited when I found out about the clothing rental membership armoire because they are making getting dressed stylish, but super easy. When I signed up, I took a five minute style quiz and based on my preferences, they offered suggestions that would best match my lifestyle. I'm filming in a few weeks and I literally just got the cutest blazers delivered to my door in as little as two days. And when I'm ready for new clothes, I can just swap them out for more new to me styles. So whether you're planning your outfit for a date night, packing for a conference, or in need of a gown for some black tie event, you will be the best dressed person in the room and you won't have to feel bad for only wearing something once. Now, What I also love is that Armoire is women-founded and women-led. They even spotlight women-owned designers on their website. So I know I'm wearing brands that are aligned with my values. I love that I can support a business that's built by women like me. If you're ready to have your dream closet delivered to your door, you might want to try Armoire. I promise you will never be without the perfect outfit for any occasion ever again. And right now, Redefining Wealth listeners can give Armoire a try and get up to 50% off their first month. That's up to $125 off. Just visit armoire.style slash wealth. That is armoire.style, A R M O I R E, dot style slash wealth to get up to 50% off your first month and never worry about what to wear again. Try Armoire today.
2: Say goodbye. And that is
1: a, so crazy to me because you were a rock star <laughs> in P2P. Like, And the wonderful thing about P2P is it's not, there's no hierarchy, right? So it's not no. like, oh, this person's here and this person's there. It's like, look, we're all working through whatever we came here to work mm-hmm. through. Um, but you were somebody who, even when I pushed you, you would just sit there and you go, oh, my gosh, your eyes were big, but you'd still smile, which is a good sign. Like, she's nuts, but I'm going to do it. I'm going to try it. Right. So we were just all cheering for you the entire time. So it would never even occur to me that you might be someone who felt like, mm, I don't know if I'm going to fit in. Never yeah. even occur to me.
0: Yes. Yes. It, it is absolutely true. And Patrice, I realize I know this because this is something that came up when I was writing my book is it stems from my childhood. It stems from my father not being present. It stems from my father being an abuser, a drug abuser. He abused my mom. And it, it stems from him not being the father figure that I needed. And so I felt like I didn't matter. I wasn't worthy. And I didn't realize how I had carried that with me throughout my life. And how many times it's shown up with me feeling like, oh, I'm not the one, I'm not good enough. Even though you would, like you said, you would know it on the outside. Because when I show up, I have a presence. I know that. And I I can I, I've been successful in a lot of the things that I've set out to do. That there, but there was always that insecurity lurking mm-hmm. in the background, you know, as I'm shining for the Lord, there's always been that insecurity. So, and and yeah. like you said, man, the community, the P2P community. Woo, they. They show up for each other. They show up for themselves. We, we showed up for ourselves and we showed up for each other's, each other, encouraging one another. And I'm telling you, when, when we cheered each other on, oh, it was a party. It was a party. <laughs> I'm talking about hands flying through the air, but genuine from the heart support for one another. It wasn't anything fake. And like you said, there was no competition. We were genuinely there for each other, for our sisters.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I love it. Okay. So you knew that you were going to need some additional support. So you came into P2P. Now you came in thinking that, okay, I'm going to learn something to help me launch my book. And the book is step into it. So it's sharing your story, but also your process that you laid out for us, right? Stand, Mm -hmm. trust, endure, and proceed, right? Mm -hmm. Did right. I nail it? I you nailed, nailed it. it. See, when you, you when you it. have a good easy method that people can follow, see, yes, this is what your coach is telling <laughs> me. So, that was really good. So you came in thinking, okay, I'm going to get some support to help me launch, step into it, and then you did what?
0: Honey, let me tell you, <laughs> everything changed when I came into P2P. The book had already been written. So I was going to launch the book and I thought I was going to create a program to go alongside the book because I'm thinking, oh, these women are going to want more when they read the book. Well, I think it was probably week two because we went and we started with mindset and who talk about some therapy. Oh my gosh. It was so needed for all of us. And, and I mean, we were crying and <laughs> there was a whole lot going on. So I think it was week two when I shifted and decided, wait a minute. I have been saying that I wanted to launch a sewing course since 2017. My husband was my photographer and my videographer, and we had planned on launching an online sewing course, but of course, you know, life took a different turn. So I put that on the back burner because I didn't feel like I could do it. I didn't know how to work the cameras. I didn't know how to do lighting, nothing. So I just put it off. Well, I eventually started or, or learned how to do everything and then continued with posting my videos in YouTube. So, when I came into the course and got to week two and decided, okay, wait a minute, maybe I should use this time and this experience and this training to launch my sewing course. So, that's what I did. I flipped it and I created my method and followed all of the steps that you guys taught us. Let me tell you the coaches, oh God. They were so amazing without this training, I would not have done what I, I would not have created what is out there now, but yeah, I, I switched and
1: worked on my beginner's sewing course instead. <laughs> so, so we have, so we have to go deeper here because okay, okay. you are working on your beginner sewing co- course, but you didn't really plan on launching it while you were in P2P.
0: Not at all. That was not my plan. My plan was to go through and learn how to do everything. I wanted to learn all of the things, and you guys were equipping us, you know, with what we needed to launch our programs. And my plan was to wait until after the after P two P was over, at the end of the twelve weeks, and then I was going to launch my course because I, I felt like I'm not ready. I need to know uh-huh. all of this. I need to know all the things first, and I needed to be organized. I needed to cross the T's, dot the I's. I needed to be perfect. I know you don't like that word, but I wanted it to be right. But honey, we had these Friday Q&A calls. And Patrice, listen, you guys, Patrice will call you out on these calls. (laughs) Talk about snatching some edges. So on this particular Friday, I was sharing my wins because that's what we did on the Friday calls. I was sharing my wins. And then all of a sudden you say, So when are we launching? And I'm like, wait, wait, what? (laughs) And you told me you're ready. You're ready. And I was like, oh my gosh, I'm not ready. But you challenged me and you challenged me to put out a post within a few days to say Mm -hmm. I was going to be launching this course. And I felt like I was going to faint because I felt like, no way, I'm not ready.
1: (laughs) Everyone was cracking up. You could see everyone on mute on the Zoom just because your facial expressions, you literally were like, What? Wait a minute. No. Why did I come off mute? Why did I share my win? Why is she talking to me? Exactly. Why? I'm like, no, you're ready. You're like, but what am I gonna say? Hear the words. Say this. Go yeah. out there and say this. And you said it, you did it. So I don't know how reluctant you were. You definitely look scared in the moment. Um, <laughs> but so you did it and what happened?
0: Oh my gosh, Patrice. I did it. I launched my course and women started signing up so quickly that I didn't know what to do. I was like, oh my gosh. <laughs> and you you suggested that I shut it off at a certain number so that it, you know, it wouldn't go too deep and I wouldn't be able to serve my so that I could serve my community. Mm-hmm. And I was I was like, yes, that's exactly <laughs> what I wanna do because I was, I was getting overwhelmed with the yeah. response and I was like, wait a minute, am I ready for this? <laughs> so Patrice, I decided I'm gonna cut this off at 100 women. So I went into my community and I told them, I said, you know, I did not expect this response. So I'm gonna close the doors after 100 students. I reached 100 students in a little over two weeks, Patrice and i'm going to say the number say the number girl. i'm going to say the number i had a five figure launch it was $40,000 in just over 2 weeks i'm like what what
1: and you thought you weren't ready
0: i thought i wasn't ready and not only that i i thought that my community wasn't ready mm. hmm. yeah
1: yeah. Oh, we do do that. Right. We, we, yes. because we tend to underestimate ourselves, we'll underestimate the people we're supposed to serve. So true. So true. I And they were decision. waiting on you.
0: They were waiting Patrice. And I had no idea. I had no idea. I had been serving them for five years. I had been posting videos into my YouTube channel for five years. And so I thought, well, they've been getting it for free. So they're fine. They're good. But when I got that messaging down, when you guys taught us how to get that messaging down and I put it out there and told them who I was talking to and what I was offering, they were there ready at the door.
1: You know, one thing I was proud of you for too, because I think you ended up sharing later, maybe in the alumni group, that some people kind of, you know, balked at the price, like, oh, "Oh, I didn't know it was going to be this, Mm -hmm. but you were able to get a hundred people at your price. And sometimes we have to just accept that not everyone is for us and be okay with that. So how did you feel about just like knowing who you were called to serve?
0: I, Patrice, that was so confirming to have all of those women say yes and to not balk at the price, so that when the few who did balk at the price, I already had the confirmation that okay, well, I have these women who who are ready for me. They are my people, and I had to be okay with the ones who said no and just understand that okay, you're not my person, or it is not your time. And and I I, I sat in that and and you know I feel so good that. I didn't haggle. I didn't change my pricing. I didn't change my mind. I am who I am. I have what I have. And that's it. Either you want it or you don't.
1: Come on. Come on with that confidence. (laughs) I love it. I love it. So I know someone's listening and they're like, okay, so she wrote a book. Step into it but she also launched a sewing course. So they may be looking for the connection. So how do you now explain the connection? Because you get to be multi-passionate. No one has to be all one thing all the time. So how do you explain that connection now?
0: So for the sewing course, what I would love for your community to know is that my sewing brand was born from a place of pain a very dark moment in my life when one day, Patrice, I found myself on my knees in my bedroom closet crying, holding onto my chest because it felt like my heart was going to fall out after discovering that my husband was having an affair. And Patrice, in that moment, I, my heart was crushed I was completely broken and I didn't understand because I thought we had a beautiful marriage. You know, we had been married for 19 years and I thought it was all good. I was a stay at home mom. I was taking care of the kids. I was holding down the house while he worked and he provided for us. He treated us well. He treated me like a queen. So when this happened, I was like, wait a minute, what is what's happening? And then all of these questions started forming in my head and I was like, well, well, who is she? Who is this person? Where did they meet? How long have they been seeing each other? Was he in love with another woman? And I also wanted to know where they were because I wanted to roll up. Because see, when I found out Come he was on, with roll her, up. roll <laughs> up, <laughs> yeah. When I found out he was with her, so all of these questions kept coming into my head and. Then I remember standing up, getting up. I got up off of my knees and I stood up in the closet and I looked out of the closet door into the bedroom and and there was a window and the sun was shining through the window. And I remember vividly like it was yesterday. I remember thinking there is no more sunshine because I knew that my marriage was over. And then Patrice, my pain turned into anger and I started pacing in the closet and my hands formed into fists. And I remember looking around at his clothes and I wanted to just tear everything down and throw it out into the streets. I was so mad. So as I'm walking, then I hear his footsteps. He had rushed home. So I stopped walking and I listened. And as he got closer to the closet, his footsteps got louder and heavier. And then there he was standing in front of the doorway and our eyes met. And mm. Patrice, that began the long, hard, gruesome fight to save my marriage. Mm. We fought, I decided to stay in the marriage, but we fought hard. We did the hard work that was necessary to rebuild. And what I found was that everybody makes mistakes. None of us are perfect. But in fighting with my husband to rebuild our marriage, Patrice, it Became more beautiful than it had ever been before. Mm. When I was going through the healing process, Patrice, I, of course, I prayed out to God to help me to recover from this, but I also dove heavily into sewing. I had learned how to sew many years ago. Mm. And around that time, I had just started getting back into it because I took a long break after I had my children and started raising a family. So as I was getting back into it, and this happened, I dove heavily into sewing because I needed something tangible to focus on something that would take my mind away. And I mean, when I sew, it just takes me to another place. Mm -hmm. So I needed that at that time. So that's what I did. I would close the door and I would sew all day long. Well, what happened is I started posting and sharing what I was making into the online, into Facebook communities. And people started commenting they started complimenting me and they started asking questions. And I thought, mm, maybe there's something to this. And as I continued to do that and we continue to rebuild our marriage in 2016, I launched my sewing brand, Anita by design.
1: And here I am today. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Yeah. I think that there's something to the fact that you dove heavily into the sewing at a really dark time in your life. And now it's the very thing that sustains you. Girl, Like it was such preparation. This is when you know that nothing is wasted, right? Like nothing happens to us. It happens for us. And I wonder what other things could have happened at that time that would have, made you focus your attention on needing to have something tangible to let like to be your safe space. Right. Mm -hmm. Maybe not many other things could have happened. And I'm not, you know, one way or another. I'm just thinking like, wow, look at how that was really a setup because you have been a housewife and you go from being a housewife a couple years ago to having a program that makes $40,000 in two weeks. Like, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> like, what? I used to make $40,000 a year. So I'm like, yeah, that's very substantial. Yes. How do you make sense of that in your head? The only way I can make sense of
0: it is by exactly what you said. It was a setup by God. He knew Before I learned how to sew, what would happen when I was down on my knees in that closet that day, he knew that there would be a community of women who would need me, Anita, to teach them how to sew. So it was a setup by God where he allowed me to learn things that would help me in the future to go through a most, the most, one of the most devastating trials of my life. And in the aftermath of that, I would be able to encourage and help other women along. You, and you know what, Patrice, in our sewing community, we have this saying, these sayings, one is sewing heals and the other is sewing is my therapy. So, yeah, a lot of women are there dealing with, I mean, using sewing as a way to get away from the things that they're facing, you know. So when now I never shared about the betrayal in my marriage, but as I was in the sewing community, The women knew or they followed along my journey when my husband passed away, actually when he was ill, because I shared with them what was going on. So they were there and they were following along. So they got to see me when I was in pain. They got to see me when I was confused and hurt. And they also got to see me continue moving forward. They got to see me take the break that I needed to take when I was grieving, but they saw me come back. And so they've been walking along this journey with me as I step into this purpose, Patrice. Yeah. So they know they, they've been able to see me do it. So I believe in my heart that the, the women God has ordained to be in my community who have been through the trials of, the, of their lives or are going through trials, that he set that up intentionally so that I could be there, so that I could be the example for them, you
1: know? Oh my gosh. And so this is so amazing. It makes even more sense now, right? Because I remember being on a master mentor session um, and our master mentor coach, you asked a question and we were trying to like figure out, what do we tell you? You were like, what should I focus on the book or the sewing course? And it felt like, oh my gosh, these things are so like different and they're so on different sides of the spectrum. Really what a connection because your book provides that healing. And your book provides that, you know, therapy, if you will, I'm going to use that loosely, but it allows people to kind of work through their own trauma and their own betrayal and their own stories and still step into purpose in spite of. Exactly, Patrice. Oh my gosh. You had it all
0: along. I did. I did. And I, I remember being confused with what well, what? But and I also remember. I think it was Coach Brittany who said, "You don't have the luxury of being confused." Oh, and me. I had to grab. Was that you? I had yeah. to grab that and hold on to it and work that thing out.
1: <laughs> yeah, but
0: yeah. Here it is, full circle. It all. I it love all it. Together. it Yeah, and that's how our God operates. Everything in our lives he causes it to work together for his purpose so that he can use us to bless other people. That's just the way he is. That's what he does.
1: And so the book has also been doing just that, blessing other people. So yes. I, I look forward to your Facebook uh, update. So <laughs> tell us about the book. So you sold out the course, 100 people, $40,000 in two weeks, but you also launched this book and what happened?
0: I, I launched that book and that book before it was even available, made it to the Amazon bestsellers list in my category. Yes. I'm like, what is happening? Patrice. I never imagined that. I mean, it was never on my radar becoming a bestseller. I just wanted to be obedient to God and write the book because it's what he told me to do. I never even strived to become a bestseller, but for that book to become a bestseller on pre-sales that told me that people were there they were watching they were waiting and people had been commenting and telling me you should write a book or asking me questions have you considered writing a book because when i was going through this journey with my husband i was sharing on my my personal facebook page everything that was going on and i was get i would get these comments so when i was writing my book my book coach suggested taking your people on the journey with you. And I was like, no, no, I'm not doing that. I'm not telling anybody I'm writing a book. I'm going to wait until it's done. And then I'm going to hit them with it. Bam, here, go buy my book. But I listened to him because, you know, I like to learn and follow the
1: instructions.
0: And I'm so glad I did because it it became a bestseller.
1: It became a bestseller. And then it ended up being in a few physical stores. Oh my gosh. Yes. I forgot about that. Patrice. Yes. One of the
0: local bookstore owner owners in our community reached out to me and told me she wanted to carry my book in the store. And I'm like, wait, 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 what? And I was like, thank you so much. Well, then Barnes and Noble, Barnes And Noble decided to carry my book. I had reached, after this lady reached out to me, the other bookstore owner, she suggested I go over to Barnes and Noble because she wanted to do a book signing, but we needed to wait until, you know, everything is cool to gather again. And then she suggested that I go over to Barnes and Noble to ask them about doing a book signing too. So I did. And of course they said they would love, well, she pulled up my book. And at the time it was, it was number one. (laughs) And she was like, yes, we would love to order your book and put it in the store, but we can't do a book signing right now, but we would love to do one with you later. And I was like, oh my gosh, I I just couldn't believe it. Now, if that seller wasn't on my radar, that definitely wasn't on my radar. I didn't even know that you could have your book in a physical bookstore when it's, Mm -hmm. when it's self-published. I had no idea. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So Look at you.
1: You've been doing interviews. I've been doing
0: interviews, Patrice. Look at
1: this. I'm on the (laughs) Redefining Wealth podcast. (laughs) You are just doing it. Okay. So when you think about where you were, I won't even say three years ago, but a year ago, did you see all of these things happening in the way that they have?
0: Absolutely not you could not have told me a year from now that I would be sitting in this space, a bestselling author, a five-figure book launch, and being interviewed on the Redefining Wealth podcast. No, I would have laughed. I was like, no, nah, that's not going to happen. <laughs> but here I am. Here you are. Yeah. What's next? Oh, my gosh. Well, I have many sewing courses that I'm going to be creating. Yes, (laughs) ma'am. But I'm taking a break because when I tell you this sewing course was some work. (laughs) Oh my gosh, it was a lot of work. So I've, I have one more module that I'm releasing and then I'm done and I'm going to take a break so that I can recoup <laughs> and continue yeah. answering questions from the ladies. And then I'll launch it again later. But then I'm also going to launch some other smaller courses. And it's really amazing because some of the women who are in my course right now have actually said to me, if you ever launch anything else, let me know. I want to I want to get in on it. And I'm like, well, look at that. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. I'm I'm looking forward to more courses in the future. Yeah. And there will be more books because. When I was writing my book, a few book babies popped up. (laughs) Yeah,
1: that's how it happens, right?
0: Yeah.
1: I love that. I love that. And you get to just launch what feels right for you, what feels authentic to you. So you're not launching just to launch. You're launching based on what what your community is asking for. And that's so good to be in a space where you don't have to chase money. It's just, okay, what do I need next? Or what are they asking for next? And what I also love about what you just said is that you're building in rest and recovery. Oh, yes. So that's, you know, like I need to take a second and recoup versus being in that space of chasing where you're like, well, got to launch again, got to launch again. No, you actually get a chance to just like build in what works for you, not trying to force. And I love that. Absolutely.
0: I would run myself into the ground, Patrice, if I were to continue going, jumping right into creating another course for my sanity and for my peace. I need the rest. I need it. So there there there's no question. There was never a question that I'm going to just stop (laughs) after this first course. So, yes, it's necessary. It's crucial.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So smart of you. So, before I let you go, Anita, I'm going to ask you redefining wealth rapid wisdom questions. Yes. (laughs) You're going to tell us the first thing that comes to mind, okay? Okay. All right. So, Anita, today, how do you define success?
0: Success is knowing who you are and walking in
1: that truth. Yes. How do you define wealth in three words or less? Peace of mind. Oh, you better come on. She was yes, ready. I was ready, girl. I, I, I listened to your podcast. <laughs> <laughs> she was ready. Okay. What's one book that has helped you redefine wealth for yourself?
0: Only one. Okay. So I have to go with the Bible. The Bible, of course, is, is my source for life. And the Bible teaches me that... I am not to be a lover of money and things. You know, it talks about the love of money being the root of all evil. And we've seen in the world, some of the atrocities that have happened all in the name of gaining money. So the Bible teaches me that I need to not allow money to be my main focus. And then it also teaches me that I I need to seek the kingdom of God and his righteousness. You know, so knowing that and that everything else that I need will be given to me when I do those things first. Mm -hmm. And then the other thing is that I, I learn in the Bible that if God feeds the birds in the air and clothes, the flowers in the field, then of course, he's going to take care of me. So it's the Bible for me.
1: It's the Bible for me. I heard that. Okay, the last one, fill in the blank. My name is, and for me, the truth about wealth is.
0: My name is Anita Morris. And the truth about wealth is that God has ordained it for all of us, but it's different for each one of us. And Mm -hmm. if we think it's all about money, then we have completely
1: missed his message. Mm -hmm. That's it. That was so good. Yeah. Mm, ordained for all of us, but different for each of us. I love that. That is such yeah. a great, like, redefining wealth line. Yes, like, that ma'am. Perfect. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. Anita, so incredibly proud of you. So honored to have had an opportunity to work with you, not just in P2P, but also command the stage. Yeah. Um, you are just an in- incredible light. And it's an honor to be on this journey with you, and just to watch how you serve and how you show up for your community. I know that they are so blessed to have you, and we are blessed to have you, you know, in our lives and our community as well. And I can't wait to see you because I've got to hug everybody. I, I like it's crazy to think that we all have like such this great relationship and community in most, 90% of us have never met in person.
0: Oh my gosh.
1: <laughs> when that day comes, it's going to be good.
0: Oh my gosh. Patrice, thank you so much. You have no idea how how I adore you. I, I just adore you and what you are doing and the love you have for the women that you serve. Thank you. I am forever grateful for what you have helped me to do how God has used you to help me to continue to step into this purpose for which he has created me and let me tell you something when we meet in person get ready (laughs) because I'm gonna hug tight I love hugging (laughs) but I I just I love you and thank you so much Patrice
1: ah thank you so much Anita love you too All right. Did you enjoy Anita? Oh, my goodness. Anita was just such a star in purpose to platform. She shines so brightly for all of us. I mean, talk about someone who, even in the midst of figuring it out for herself, was always so encouraging to the other women in the community. And therefore, they were super supportive, as you heard, and encouraging to her. And they continue to be. Our alumni are. Absolutely amazing. And so I'm so proud of Anita and everything that she has done and will continue to do. And I hope that this is the type of woman, that we are the type of community that you want to be around as you decide if you're ready to answer the call and move into the next phase of what you've been purposed to do. I really hope you'll consider joining us in Purpose to Platform. To find out more information, go to purpose, the number 2 platformcom If you are a purpose chaser in our free Facebook community at Redefining Wealth, make sure you show Anita some love. Let's love on Anita as you are hearing this. Go type her name in, in the group and just give her a message of encouragement based on what she shared In this episode, she shared her heart with us. And so let's share some love with her. Um, I appreciate you so much. I'm so grateful to continue to have an opportunity to speak life into your life. And no matter what you decide, I want you to know that my dream, my wish, my hope, my prayer for you is that you live your life's purpose, find fulfillment, and earn more without ever feeling like you have to chase money. Talk to you later.